Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 4, Episode 4, Yokel Hero. This episode originally aired on November 5th of 1988. So what other intriguing historical events transpired on November the 5th? Well, it was a rather sparse day in history. Uh, in 1895, Utah grants women the right to vote. And in 1912, Arizona, Kansas, and Wisconsin joined them in that regard. Uh, then, our most recent event, on November 5th of 2018, NASA's Voyager 2 probe leaves the solar system, becoming the second human-made object to reach interstellar space. That is our history lesson for the day. So why don't you tell us what transpired in this award-filled edition of The Golden Girls. Scene 1. We have Rose, Blanche, and Dorothy enter the living room and are in baseball softball uniforms, and they have just played in the charity softball game on the hottest afternoon of the year. It is very hot in the house as the air conditioning has broke. The three girls head to the kitchen to get ice cream and call the AC repairman. Scene two, in the kitchen, the girls enter, and Sophia is cooling off in front of the refrigerator. I won't tell you how she's cooling off. Sophia leaves and Rose is opening the mail and Rose says she has been nominated for St. Olaf, Woman of the Year. It is St. Olaf's highest achievement. Rose is going to go write down her achievements. The AC repairman arrives and says the old lady next door is running through the sprinkler in her underwear. But no, it is not the one next door. It is Sophia as Dorothy looks out the window. Scene three, we're in the living room. Sophia, Blanche, and Dorothy sitting on the couch trying to cool off, but Blanche's first story does not do it. Rose walks through the room on her way to the kitchen, and she moans. The girls follow her to the kitchen, where we learn that Rose thinks she is the most boring person alive, though nothing has yet happened to Regis Philbin. All right, Rose just doesn't think her accomplishment accomplishments are very impressive. The others try to get Rose to see that they are very meaningful. Sophia tries to help but doesn't do so as she is going to the movies and she leaves. Rose gets up to go to bed even though she just got up. Dorothy and Blanche is going to help with the accomplishments of Rose. They begin enhancing the accomplishments. Scene four, we're in the living room again. All four girls in there trying to cool off. The doorbell rings, and it is the St. Olaf Woman of the Year panel. They are looking for Rose. There is Ben, Lynn, and Zvin, the Rappelkoffer triplets. They are there to verify the facts in Rose's biography. After they verify the facts, yeah, really did a great job there. They name her Woman of the Year for St. Olaf. So scene five, we're on the plane. The four girls are on board. We learn about the transportation plans to get to St. Olaf. And Sophia tells us about her visit back to Brooklyn after many, many years. And more talk about St. Olaf and that they will be there in a couple of days. Holy moly. Scene six, we're on a train. We learn about Mount Losenbaden. Rose and Sophia leave to see Lake Losenbaden. Dorothy thinks she and Blanche should tell Rose about enhancing her accomplishments. Scene seven. 
Golly gee, we're on a horse cart. We get more St. Olaf silliness here. Now Dorothy and Blanche admit that they fudged some things on her application. Rose is appalled and will not continue the trip. She will not accept the award. So scene eight, we're back home in the kitchen. Rose is still not talking to the others. She does forgive them. Dr. Weston and Dreyfus, the two that will be on the future Empty Nest show, come in to drop off their mail. And there is a big box for Rose. It is from St. Olaf. It is the St. Olaf Woman of the Year Award. Rose won it after all. And they all raise a toast to Rose as this episode ends. Well, we have a few cultural references, another sparse uh, segment here. Uh, so TV Guide uh, is a bi-weekly American magazine that provides TV program listing info as well as TV-related news, celebrity interviews, gossip, film reviews, crossword puzzles, uh, among other things of that nature. Uh, Dan Quayle uh, was the 44th Vice President of the United States uh, to Bush number 1. Uh, Regis Philbin is an American media personality, actor, and singer, known for hosting talk and game shows since the 1960s. Uh, most notably, of course, uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And the Rhythm Method uh, what is, is, I guess, um, a, uh, a calendar-based method of contraception. So the theory of this is that, um, you know, using a calendar to... Uh, estimate a woman's likelihood of fertility based on a record of the length of previous menstrual cycles. Uh, it is, uh, so, um, you know, I don't know. It, so the first formalized calendar-based method was developed in 1930 by John Smolders, a Roman Catholic physician from the Netherlands that was based on his intricate knowledge of the menstrual cycle. Uh, it was also independently discovered by Ermann Naus from Austria and Kiyosaka Ojino of Japan. Uh, it was a main form of birth control available to Catholic couples for several decades until the popularization of symptom-based fertility awareness methods. Um, so, okay, yeah. Um, so the rhythm method... Uh, is to find the estimated length of the pre-ovulatory infertile phase, which is theoretically the time when it is most difficult to get pregnant. Um, it, so to find that, uh, you take 19, subtract that from the length of the woman's shortest cycle, and to find the estimated start of the post-ovulatory infertile phase, 10 is subtracted from the length of the woman's longest cycle. Now, a woman whose menstrual cycles ranged in length from 30 to 36 days would be estimated to be infertile for the first 11 days of her cycle, would then be fertile on days 12 to 25, and resume infertility on day 26. When used to avoid pregnancy, the rhythm method has a perfect use failure rate of up to 9%. Okay. 
so, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so we have a few side characters here, of course. Uh, Fred is played by Valente Rodriguez, uh, known for uh, McFarland USA, George Lopez, The Mentalist, and Gone Hollywood. Uh, Lynn is played by John Moody, uh, known mostly uh, for his work in projects such as Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, The Pee-wee Herman Show, uh, on Broadway, uh, The Pee-wee Herman Show, live at the Roxy Theater, uh, and also, uh, let's see what, um, Cheese Ball Presents. Uh, he also most notably wrote four episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh, Sven is played by Doug Cox, known for Carrie, uh, the Brian De Palma one, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, Shrink Wrap. Oh, he was a writer on that, sorry. Uh, let's see, acting. So Carrie, Christmas with the Cranks, uh, Dr. Ken, and Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Uh, he also wrote for Pee-wee's Playhouse uh, for four episodes as well. Uh, then Ben is played by Jim Dugan, Dughan, uh, known for The Mask, Stuart Little, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. He appears in, I think that's one episode. Uh, and the Flintstones movie. Hmm. Then the pilot and the passenger that skydives out of the airplane oh, yeah. both speak. <laughs> Neither were credited in this episode, so I don't know who played them, but they both did have a speaking line. Huh. Um, the cart driver is played by James Lashley, known for Howard the Duck, Great when that's your top build credit. Yes. Uh, White Oleander, Wild Wild West. Boy, this guy needs a better agent. And Domestic <laughs> Disturbance. <laughs> um, Ingrid is voiced by Bridget Sienna. Known for her work on Rain Man, Grey's Anatomy, ER, and uh, Nip Tuck. She's also on Frasier for an episode as a bank as bank teller number two. Uh, Doctor Harry Weston is played by Richard Mulligan, uh, known for Soap, Little Big Man, Empty Nest, and Oliver and Company, a one-time Golden Globe winner uh, for uh, best lead acting performance in a TV series comedy or musical for Empty Nest in 1989, uh, which was apparently, this is also something you will never see. Uh, he was, oh, why am I bothering with Golden Globes? Um, sorry, we care, we don't really care there, but he did win that, that was a uh, three-way tie. I don't know, that really would never happen. But so on, on the Emmy front, um, he was a one-time Emmy winner for Lead Actor in a Comedy for Soap, was nominated a second time for that same role, then later on won an Emmy for Lead Actor in a Comedy for Empty Nest and was nominated two other times 
uh, for that as well. Uh, Dreyfus is played by Bear the Dog, uh, known for uh, the Golden Girls is his top credit. He will appear in uh, four episodes after this one uh, as well, uh, so that's nice to know. But he's also appeared in uh, Empty Nest in 13 episodes, Nurses, Wishbone, and the Wienerville New Year's Special, Lost in the Big Apple. He is in that one. Um, yeah, so that is uh, Bear the Dog, who plays Dreyfus. And last but not least, uh, the Train Passenger. I don't know who this was. They were not initially on my side character list. But they have a credit on the IMDb page for this episode. Uh, so the Train Passenger is played by Cynthia Lee Clark. Known for Days of Our Lives, in which she played Nurse Jill on and off for seven years. A Stat, a show called Netflix and Chill. Uh, and then also on something called Mystery Diners. Uh, she is on, uh, from this year, a TV show called I Am The. I don't know what that was on, but she was on that this year. And a short film currently filming and called Emily or Oscar, in which she plays Emily mother, Emily's mother. Uh, she also appeared in an episode of, a, of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant as Jacob's Mother in one episode. For all of you uh, didn't know I was pregnant aficionados out there. <laughs> uh, so no new sex partners established in this episode as far as I could tell. So our tally stands. Blanche, 57. Dorothy, 6. Rose, 5. And Sophia, 3. So that is all I have for this episode. Oh, boy. All righty. Well, I told you a couple episodes ago to remember what I had said in the episode a couple ago. Okay. I did Two not. Two ago. So... No one did. Nope. So, here we are going to St. Olaf. There are many St. Olaf inconsistencies with this episode. Just unbelievable. In Season 2, Episode 2, Roe says that Butter Queen was the town's highest honor. Oh, well, now it is the Woman of the Year Award. <laughs> so, which is it really? I guess it just depends on which one you're up for, right? <laughs> Season 3, episode 24. Well, maybe Butter Queen is the highest beauty contest award you can win. Uh, well. Or is Woman of the Year sounds like more just a general population type yeah, of thing. Well, back in the episode she said it was the town's highest honor. So, maybe it was the town's highest beauty honor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either. But in Season 3, Episode 24, Rose is going by bus to St. Olaf. And there is the Express and the Yokel. There's two different versions of going to St. Olaf. So, I don't know why you need a plane, a train, a goat ride. And a and in the episode just two episodes ago, remember, Pigpen did not hang the St. Olaf sign on the big main street. And the governor drove straight through the town. I mean, <laughs> the governor of Minnesota. I mean, he didn't come from 
just outside of St. Olaf, I'm sure. He drove from the capital or something, maybe. And yet he drove all the way to St. Olaf and right through it. Well, now, you know, Jesse Ventura is very busy. He doesn't have time to stop and get on a bus, you know. Jesse Ventura's got better things to be doing. So he probably had a big four-wheeler that drove through the forest and the... That 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 sounds like... Through the sounds ponds like, and... That sounds like the body, yeah. That sounds like what he'd be doing, yeah. See, and I'm sure there are other uh, things about St. Olaf travel that I've forgotten in other episodes, but it just did not make sense that they had to do all this stuff to get there. Okay. Okay. My kitchen observation, this one started with a big Christmassy type tablecloth, but after the return from St. Olaf's trip, it was the big leafy one that's been used many times before. All right, my cows, there was one Sicily-Italian reference, which was about the appropriate amount of time to wait after a death, uh, before you can ask the guy or woman out for a date or something. Uh, the girls were mad at each other, of course, because Rose was mad at Blanche and Dorothy, uh, enhancing her St. Olaf Woman of the Year application. And, of course, one sport at the start of the episode, the softball with Rose, Dorothy, and Blanche uh, played in, which another question on for me is they come back in the house, they say it's the hottest day of the year, and if you noticed what Dorothy and Blanche were wearing... <laughs> like wearing these big they giant like, jumpers. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Like long pants and like... Well, and then later it's, oh, it's so hot in here. And they got like three layers on with their... Like, they got their high heels on what? still. It's like, okay, I know you have to because this is the 80s and we're on TV. But so, come on. So you got to be this dressed up because we're on 80s TV here. But yeah, okay. From a realism standpoint, you know. No. Uh, so, my total counts here, and by the way, this was episode 80 out of the 180 total, so we've got 100 to go. Wow, so through 80 episodes, Blanche has only slept with 57 different people as far to Boy, this point. we got to get her going up to one per episode here. That's what I, I figured the show was going to end up Try. with. I mean, you okay. know, obviously there's a lot for it to still go. We could get up there. Oh, but. yeah. Uh, total counts. Weddings, planned weddings, still at six. Physical abuses arose at nine. St. Olaf's stories, 24. Picture at stories, 18. Cheesecakes eaten, 12. St. Uh, Sicily Italian stories, seven. Sicily Italian references, 13. Girls mad at each other, up to 16 now. 20 sports, 25 games, and nine. Stanley's a Bornack appearances. I thought this was a good episode with too many inconsistencies about St. Olaf travel, you know, but it's a sitcom. So my rating was a 79 out of 100. Well, I'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until the next episode, goodbye.